There's a word from the Lord. Woo. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all got the atmosphere ready. <laughs> There's a word from the Lord. At the beginning of this year of 2022, we declared it to be the year of faith, family, and community. Said to you on that first service of the year, first Sunday in January, God has given us an assignment to share three series. First would be entitled Faith Matters. Second series is the series we're in now that simply says Family Matters. We will conclude this year with the final series sometime beginning in September that says Community Matters. But in this Family Matters series, we've shared with you 10 messages. This is the 11th message in this series. Go with me for a moment because August at the Biblewood Church of Atlas Road has always been declared and we've recognized it as Children's and Youth Month, which we celebrate our children. We pray for them. We, we thank God for them. We've given scholarships for 20 straight years. In the month of August, we've given a $1,000 scholarship to every high school graduate. Uh, we've laid hands on teachers, prayed for them. So God has instructed me on this first Sunday in August, Children's and Youth Month, is to begin the month by talking, sharing with parents, grandparents, guardians, uncles and aunts, anybody who cares about the welfare of children. Later this month, you're going to hear about education. You're going to hear about children and youth. But today, the assignment is to talk to parents and guardians and anyone who prays for children. Anyone in here prays for children? Anyone in here? Am I in the right place? And so we invite you to one verse and one chapter of the book of Proverbs. The Proverbs is Proverbs 22. The one verse is that iconic verse, verse 6. And this morning we're introducing you to a new translation called the Common English Bible. The Common English Bible. Proverbs 22 and 6. Somebody say family matters. Family. Your family matters. Your children matter. Listen to how the author of this proverb states this in this one verse. Verse 6, common English Bible, better known in biblical scholarship as the CEB translation. It says, and I quote, Train children in the way they should go. When they grow old, uh, they won't depart from it. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you from this very simple subject that is entitled The Promise. Look at someone and say, the promise. Clap those hands as you take your seat. The promise. We are living in what has been described, and I said this morning to the 8 o'clock congregation, what has been described as a very skeptical society. That's where we are. We are living among skeptics and doubters. <laughs> In fact, the truth is many of us have become very skeptical and we doubt very often. There is, there is a argument to be made about healthy skepticism not just taking everything at face value. 
just make sure, try it and just to see if it is of God and if it's wholesome or not. But I think as a society, we have slipped into what I refer to as an unhealthy culture of skepticism. Perhaps one of the reasons for this is because of so many, listen to this, unfulfilled and broken promises, particularly by those that are in positions of authority. You've got someone who was a former president who lost but says, no, I didn't. It doesn't help. When, when you've got folk that rather believe a lie than to accept reality, it doesn't help. When you've got people of faith that will push an agenda because it benefits them personally and financially to the detriment of those they're preaching to. It doesn't help. When you've got folk more concerned about the love offering than the peace offering. You've got folk more concerned about who's on top who's the largest, what's the greatest congregation. It doesn't help. And here's what the Lord said to me in preparation for this message. It seems as if, this is just my personal observation, that the days of your word is your bond are gone. Used to be a time where you you really didn't need contracts. Somebody gave you their word, if somebody shook your hand, if somebody says, I'll be there, you can count on them being there unless something unpreventable happens. Used to be if somebody gave you their word on something, (laughs) you can count on it. But now I, I remember I grew up when my dad knows organized weeks revival simply on I'll show up. No contract. Now, Pastor Lawson, we're living in an age where we call folk and says, can you come? They send a contract. They send an airline ticket. They want two suites, not one, two hotel suites. By the way, need two first class tickets. And I need you to sign it and guarantee that if you change your mind, you'll pay me half up front. No wonder we are so jaded as a society. What happened to my word is my bond. For we're now living in a time in which many are being advised to believe nothing they hear and only half of what they see. Some of you told your children that, haven't you? <laughs> Don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. That's why we are so jaded. That's why we are so untrustworthy of anybody or anything. That's why we feel like any and everybody's trying to get over on you. (laughs) We don't give people the benefit of the doubt. We feel like they got something up their sleeve. (laughs) What happened to trust? What happened to walk by faith, not by sight? But here is some good news. Can I share with you some good news? Here is some good news. Good news as recorded in the book of Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. The New Living Translation declares God is not a man. So he does not lie. (laughs) He is not human. So he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever 
promise and not carry it through. Uh, anybody know that God? I'm going to make sure I'm in the right place. Y'all are mighty quiet if I'm talking about your God. That God is not a man that he should lie. Look at somebody and say, that is some good news. The good news is that God will keep his word. God is a man of his word. Isn't that all right? Someone ought to clap your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Now, as it relates to children, the Bible is filled with even more good news as it was declared about our children. Can I share with you a few scripture observations that are in the Bible that speaks to children? Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 13. The New Living Translation, the Lord says, I will teach your children and they will enjoy great peace. Somebody say the devil is a liar. <laughs> there will be peace in your house. Peace with your children. Uh, in the midst of chaos and all the things that are going against them, God said, I'll find a way to bring peace in their life. I didn't say they will not struggle, but I'm saying in the midst of their struggle, I'll give them peace. Someone ought to thank God for peace that surpasses all human Woo! understanding. I declare peace over your family. Peace among your children. Uh, the worst thing you can do is go against someone who's had the anointing of God prayed over them and touched over them. Don't tell me what God cannot do. Second scripture that comes to mind as it relates to a declaration in the Bible uh, concerning children is Psalms 127 and verse 3. Psalm 127 and verse 3 the New Living Translation once again says, children are a gift from God. They are a reward from him. <laughs> uh, no matter how hard-headed your child is, it's a gift from God. Uh, no matter how they get on your last nerve, uh, come on somebody, it is a gift from God. That's what the Bible says, amen? And then the New Testament, uh, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 14, this is the NIV translation. Hear the words of our Lord and Savior. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such of these. King James says, suffer them not to come unto me. In other words, bring them to the Lord. Pray over them. Lay hands on them. Shape them. Do whatever you've got to do. But Jesus says, if you do that, there's a great reward in store. From How many of you believe the promises of God? How many of you believe God's word? Is there anybody in here who take him at his word? Now, perhaps one of the greatest references in the Bible as it relates to children is found in the text chosen for today's message. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number six. For the next few moments, let us examine what this verse says. Let us do an autopsy on this verse. Let us, let us tear it apart. Let us share piece by piece so you can see what the Lord says. But let me read it again uh, so that you will understand what we are dissecting. Proverbs 22 and verse 6, the common English Bible says, Train children in the way they should go. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. Listen to how the NIV translation puts the same verse. It says, start children off on the way they go. 
And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Go with me upstairs to the Living Translation of Proverbs 22 and verse 6. The New Living Translation puts it even yet a total different way. It talks about not just training them, but it talks about a pathway. Listen uh, to what it says. The New Living Translation says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Oh, I had to get that in. Now for a moment, let us uh, look at this verse. Now let me, let me be totally transparent with you. Uh, there are biblical scholars that uh, vehemently suggest that this verse is not a promise. There are those who are very trained and very accomplished who suggest that this verse is more of a principle and it should never be taken literally. These scholars consider this verse to simply be a general rule of thumb and not an absolute declaration from the Lord. In fact, some of these scholars are some of my favorites. You've heard me uh, preach and reference some of them. One that comes to mind is Dr. John Phillips. He is the author of Exploring the Proverbs, Exploring the Psalms. We dealt with his commentary on a Tuesday night several months ago. Dr. John Phillips, who is very accomplished, who is a very noted scholar, he says, and I quote, those who take this verse to be an unqualified promise may well be disappointed. Hmm. That's what Dr. John Phillips says. However, as much as I appreciate his literary insightfulness of Holy Scripture. <laughs> I admire his work. But this morning, I have to respectfully disagree with his view of this passage. You can admire people and disagree with some things they believe. Amen. I, I don't throw out everything, but I have a different interpretation with his view. And I said to the church this morning, it's so good to study and read commentaries. Uh, I, I, I think, Elder Corey, I've read about 12 different commentaries over the last 30 days of this one verse. I've dissected like the back of my hand. And I know who subscribe and who do not subscribe to this. But at the end of all of the study, I had to consult someone who has a little more authority than Dr. John Phillips, Dr. Matthew Henry. Uh, I had to consult something that has a little more authority. I decided when I'm in doubt, to confer with the Holy Ghost. Can I preach? Should I preach? You can read all the books you want, but when you're not sure, I've learned uh, to seek guidance from the Holy Spirit. So I asked the Lord, I said, I don't want to be in error. I, 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 I want to I do my due diligence, but at the same time, I need you to lead and to guide me as we began to look at this verse. I said, because see, I know how some parents may feel. Listen, I, I am not unsympathetic to what parents go through. And so perhaps Dr. Phillips' view and many others uh, bring some level of, of consolation to parents who've done all they know how to do to raise their children and it seems as if they've still found a way to stray away. Can I preach? And I said, Lord, help me 
because I, I, I want to help them to understand. I don't want anybody to think Pastor Jackson is insensitive to that. And so I understand why some under the sound of my voice would subscribe to this being more of a general rule of thumb than a promise. Until the Holy Spirit told me about two weeks ago, pray some more. Get on your knees some more, Pastor Lawson, and seek my guidance. And I did. And I said, Lord, open up my understanding so I would be able to share with your people. Because there are some of them who believe, as I believe, that if you declare it, uh, that it's in the word, then it's a promise. Anybody take God at his word. Can I make sure I'm in the right church? Just, just, just one night. Somebody right now, all of you who believe God for his word, come on, clap those hands. Open your mouth. Give God your best. Woo! Somebody say, Lord, I believe. I don't always understand you. Woo! So God said to me, God said to me, I need you to do your own due diligence. I want you to look at every word and every clause. And I say, thank you, Lord. And as a result, I came up with three key insights that would perhaps give clarity to parents and guardians and others as it relates to their children. Three key insights taken directly from this verse. We want you to see it and click on it and write it down and take a picture of it. Three key insights. God said, look at this verse word by word, clause by clause. So I did. And the text begins with this first insight. It says, train children in the way that they should Go. Didn't I say in the way they want to go? <laughs> Who am I preaching to? It did not say in the way you want them to go. It did not say in the way Dr. Seuss or any other professional uh, in the field of children, psychology or anything else may want them to go. But train your children in the way they should go. In other words, God has a way. What? Am I preaching to somebody? Look at somebody and say, God has a way that's right for your family. Not Daryl's way, not Lawson's way, not Cuss's way, not Mother Jackson's way, but God's way. God's got a way uh, that's better than any other way. And sometimes you've got to put your way on the shelf and you've got to go God's way. How many times have you fell down on your knees and said, Lord, show me, help me, help me do what you want me to do. Not my will, but your will be done. God's got a way and God's way is not always our way. May I preach from this text? Can I preach from this text? Look at what the text says again. It says, train children in the way they should go. And that stuck with me. And I says, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because perhaps some of our ways have not been the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know some of you are highly educated and very well trained, but it doesn't mean you know everything, <laughs> particularly as it relates to your children. But God has a way uh, that doesn't even seem rational to human beings. But God's way is always the best way. Uh, God's way said, pray over them, speak over them, speak faith over them. Say you are blessed and highly favored. When they mess up, say God's got a plan for your success. When they don't do right, say you are blessed by God. God's got a way. Show them God's way. How many of you are prepared 
to show them God's way. Somebody help me declare today, God's got a way. Come on, somebody say, God has a way. Not the church's way, but God's way. So the first key insight, we are to find that way and bring them up in that way. <laughs> that don't, 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 don't expect me to always be your ambassador for everything that comes from God. Some of it you've got to get on your knees and say, God, how do you want me to raise my child? Because how Pastor Jackson raised his sons may not be the way God needs you to raise your child. But you've got to hear from God. That's why it disturbs me when other people meddle in other people's business and try to tell you how to raise your children. <laughs> Can I speak truthfully? Stick to your own business. Uh, get on your own knees. Pray to God. Because God has individual learning plans. My educators know what that is. You can't walk in the classroom and give everybody the lesson the same way. Some people learn differently. And God has a way for your child that may not have been the same way he has for every other child. But somebody say God's way, God's way, God's way. Somebody help me celebrate God's way. So the first insight, say God has a way. The New Living Translation once again say, direct your children on the right path. Whew. When you look back over your life, perhaps you've been doing it everybody's way, but somebody got it. <laughs> you have been listening to everybody, but God. Direct them onto the right path. Ah, and watch God. Here's the second key insight in this powerful verse as it relates to our children. And I don't want you to miss this one. The text goes on to says, when they grow old. Can I tell you something? Don't y'all get mad at me. But I'm going to share something with you. Oftentimes, in an attempt ooh, to protect our children from danger and disappointments, because no parent wants to see their child hurt. <laughs> ooh, if you want to make a parent mad, mess with their child. No parent wants to see their children disappointed. Ooh. I have two adult children. I've got three grands and one on the way. And, and you want to get next to me, you mess with my grandchildren. Hey, man, I'm coming down from this pulpit. And I, I don't care what title I have. Okay. Don't mess with my grandchildren. Okay. Hey, man, no parent wants to see their children hurt a disappointment. But listen to this. However, that sometimes leads us to end up micromanaging every aspect of their lives. Because we want to shield our children from dangers and disappointments, sometimes we as parents, I can tell you as one who now looks back in retrospect, having raised now two adult uh, men, there's some things I wish I would have taken my hand off. Ooh. Can I help somebody? You cannot micromanage every aspect of their life. The truth is, we need to just let them, look at these last two words, Put on your glasses and catch it. We need to let them, somebody shout, grow up. 
text says, and when they grow old, let them grow up. Sometimes they skin their knees, but let them grow up. Sometimes they fall, hurt themselves. Woo! Let them grow up. Sometimes they make mistakes that makes it difficult for them going forward. But it's part of growing up. You can't shield them from everything. You've got to let them grow up. And a part of growing up is making mistakes. A part of growing up is knowing what to do for themselves. Some of us have raised grown children that don't even know how to make a bed up. I don't know what side of the church to look at. Some of you are raising grown children that have never vacuumed a room. They've never cleaned the bathroom. They, they don't know how to add up anything. I know we don't write checks anymore, but you've raised kids that don't even know how to balance an account. They, they don't even know how to subtract from their debit card. They don't even know that when you spend more than what you take in, the bank's going to come looking for you. And because we cover everything and because we protect them from everything, they have not grown up. But I've got a word from the Lord for somebody here today. Let them grow. Somebody say grow up. Grow up. They're going to be all right, Deke. Let them grow up. You can't get everything you want. Let them grow up. They may get their light bill cut off and they may have to live in the dark. But don't you pay every bill. Say to them, you stay in the dark until you learn how to manage your account. You've got to let them at times. Preach Pastor Jackson. I'm preaching to my own self. You got to let them grow up. That's what the text says. The text says, and when they grow old. And when they grow older. And when they grow up. Oh, but thank God for the third key insight. Look at the third key inside. Look at the third key inside. The text concludes with these words. And they won't depart from it. Preach Pastor Jackson. If you don't get anything else, I need you to get this. And they won't depart from it. The word it in this verse represents the godly training they receive as they're growing up. It did not say that they will not leave your house. That ain't it. Excuse the grammar. It did not say, please don't miss this, that they would never leave your church. (laughs) Your church is not it. (laughs) It did not say that they will never leave your family. Your family is not it. Listen to this great biblical example. It's found in the gospel written by St. Luke chapter 15 and verse 17. You know the story. It is simply called the story of the prodigal son. And the Bible says there was a young man who was raised right by his father. 
and he disappointed his father and took all that his father had given him and he moved to a far away land. Preach Pastor Jackson. And there he wasted all that he had been given on wild, riotous, not righteous, but riotous living. And he lost it all. And he found himself in a pig pen. Found himself in a pig pen. Remember, he was not in his father's house. He was a long ways from home. But no matter where he was, it was still with him. Can I preach to somebody? No matter where he was, it was still there. That training, that prayer over here. And now in the middle of the pig pen, the Bible says in verse 17, New Living Translation, when he finally came to his senses. Woo! Look at somebody say, thank God for it. Nowhere near home, but still has it. Nowhere where I ought to be, but I still have it. Uh, you put something in them, and that's the it in them, that no matter what they go through, they still got what God put in them. They may not come to church, they may not pray like you desire, but it, it, somebody say it, it will always be there. This young man came to himself. Why? Because he had it. In the pig pen, he still had it. In a foreign land, he still had it. I stop by to say to you, you got some children you haven't talked to. You don't know what they're doing. But if you gave them it, it will always be with them. Somebody ought to take 30 seconds and help me celebrate. Somebody say it, it. Help me. Come on. Celebrate. Celebrate it. Woo. It's there. It's there. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it will always be there. They, they may be doing something crazy, but they can't ever get away from it. It, it, it. Come on. Stand to your feet. Clap those hands. Celebrate. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, thank God for it. It. Woo! Y'all do me a favor. After church, how many of you got some adult growing up children? Go and just send them a one-word message. They don't even know what it means. Put it in quotation and say it. Did you go to church this morning? No, mama, I didn't make it to church. That's all right. It. Because it will be there. God says, I made you a promise. And that is the promise of God. That once you've done all that God wants you to do, bring them up in the way that God asks you to do. It will never leave them. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the promise. That's. Come on. That is. That is, whew, that's the promise. Anybody want to celebrate the promise? Do me a favor, leave your seat, walk down the aisle, stand at the altar and say, thank God for the promise. Thank God. You've got a promise. You've got a promise. God has made you a promise. Woo! It, it, it. 
tell me what God can do. Your child will be all right. Your grandchildren will be all right. I declare and decree that it will protect them. It will. Come on. Let us touch and agree. Let us touch and agree. So, so the Bible says, and the prodigal son, woo, woo, I can't believe this, in a far away country, in a strange situation in the midst of a pig pen in a foreign country it clicked (laughs) I want you to get it can I say that again in the midst of a faraway place in a strange situation it clicked I'm speaking over someone right now and tell you it will click. Here's what God told me. They may leave your church. They may leave your house. But they'll never leave it. Somewhere they hear mama pray. Somewhere the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much can anybody celebrate with me the promise I need you to just wave at someone and say the promise and here's what I know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we may ask or think there's a promise over your children that no weapon formed against them will be able to prosper we want to touch and agree this morning today we want to touch and agree Uh, now if you're not there yet and you don't believe in the promise that's all right but to those of us who take him at his word we are declaring today that God is able listen to the words of the song Darren Hobbs write according to the power that works in you God is able to do just what he said he would do he's going to fulfill every promise to you this is the part that I like don't give up on God because he won't give up on you somebody declare with me God is able Kristen Williams, worshiping arts team right now. Come on, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, exceedingly, uh, abundantly, uh, above all. Thank you. All you can ask or think, according. The power that worketh in you, you, God is able Woo. to do uh, just what He said. Stand on that he promise. Do. He's going. He's gonna fulfill uh, every promise to you. Ooh, uh, 
Don't, don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you. He's able. See, I used to think they won't leave the church. They will always call their mama. They will always go to church. No, God said that's not it. It is that way, that training that has been embedded in them. Let me say something. If you don't put anything in them, there is no it to rely on. And where there is a void, thank your Holy Spirit, from you of it, gang members will fill that void. Others that do not mean them well will fill that void. <laughs> but when you put it the way of God, not the way of Bible way, not the way of Pastor Jackson, but the way of God. Watch God 
bless them in a powerful way. Close those eyes. To those of you that are joining us virtually, the numbers are on the screen. Perhaps the best thing you can do is be the example, be the change that you want them to be. If you want them to grow up and be decent, honorable people, then you must be decent and honorable. If you want them to grow up with a sense of spirituality, then you've got to commit to the Lord yourself. The problem in our society, and we'll talk about it during the next series, is that there are no examples in the house of honoring God. Be that example. Commit to something greater than yourself. The numbers are on the screen. The elders are in the back. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, it's hard for you to find the way for them when you haven't found the way for yourself. Am I right about it? Watch God honor his promise. I'm a living witness that God would do just what he said. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. We thank you, Lord, contrary to what perhaps some of the scholars may think. We do believe that this is a promise. We believe that this is a promise that it, that godly training, that those godly instructions will always be with them. They may not always demonstrate it in their behavior, but I thank you for what has been embedded, what has been imparted, what has been placed in them. Thank you for it. (laughs) Parents today, we challenge them to find it and impart that within their children and watch you keep your promise. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said, Amen. Come on, worship the Lord. Come on, come on right now. Somebody's there to pray with you and to pray for you right now. Somebody say it. Give God a hand of praise for you. thank God for the word of God. Thank God for the promise. Amen. The word of God will endure throughout all eternity. And we thank God. As we transition now into our vision offering, we want to remind you that we've asked that if, if you would, as God has laid upon your heart each week, if you would give a $7 vision offering. We see what God has been doing here in our community, here on Atlas Road. We see what God has been doing across the street. Amen. But what God is going to do on this side of the street. And so we thank God for our youth zone. Amen. We will be breaking ground real soon. But it's because of you and all that you do and all that you give. It is our desire that upon the completion of Billy of the Youth Zone, we leave that debt free. Amen. And we can do it. And so we thank God for you. You can give those that are in the sanctuary today. If you want to give, amen, you can fill out the envelope. Amen. See one of the deacons can drop them off uh, in the box as you leave. And those that in our virtual audience, you can give online, you can text, and you can mail them in. So we thank God for you. As we prepare our hearts now for Holy Communion, we pray God's blessing right now. We pray for those that are Here in the sanctuary, if you have not received your communion sacraments, please raise your hands 
the deacons or the usher will come and be able to serve you. And though that are viewing us virtually, we're going to give you a few moments, amen, to gather your sacraments as our praise team come and give us a song of worship. And I'll come back and we'll conduct Holy Communion. stand here in the sanctuary and those that are viewing us virtually if you would stand with us as we partake of the Lord's Holy Communion. On the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. He took the cup and said, this is my blood which was shed for you. And as often as you eat of my body and drink of my blood you do show forth the Lord's death until he returns. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us commune. Gracious God, our Father, we bless you. And God, we've communed with you, God, and we remember your sacrifice. We pray the blessings of God upon those that God had faith. Hey, God, in your sacrifice that we commune with you, God. Release healing for bodies. We pray, God, peace of mind, God. We pray, God, that you make a way out of no way to God. Give your angels charge over us all this week, God. Bless and keep us in all of our ways, hey, God. And we thank you for the promise, hey, God. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forever. Let all the people of God say amen. Amen. And God bless you. I worship and I adore you. I just want to say Real talk, Jesus, I just want to say I just want to say I We'd like to thank each of you for tuning in to our broadcast and for joining us in person. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 
1-800-529-2290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. There'll be someone there to pray for and with you. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.